Running a Fever, Episode 19, Going Deeper. Okay, here we are again. Running a Fever. And thank God it's Friday today. It's Friday in December. And we are heading out to the course. Sun is pretty bright. And I'm looking forward to it. Trying to lighten my load just a little bit, mainly because of the things that just rattle around. And I think if I had a specific pocket for my phone, that would be much better. And I'm going to the running store tomorrow. So maybe we'll find something there that does that for me. There's not a cloud in the sky today. It is 42 degrees. Uh, but it's been a cold day. I woke up this morning and it was 25 degrees. It's been, this is probably the coldest day. And maybe not, it won't, maybe, might not be the coldest run that I've had because I'm doing it at the peak of temperature for the day. It's, uh, it's four, almost four thirds, 425 right now. So I'm going to get out on the course a little earlier, and there is no cloud. There are no clouds in the sky. There is not a cloud in the sky. I, I will probably make it back to the car in reasonable light. Yesterday, that was not so. This should be the last time, if that happens, that I won't have the proper gear for that. Speaking of which, I did talk to my runner friend at work. He has uh, a headlamp that fits tightly, very tightly. He wears, you know, running gear, shirts or whatever that are that have stripes and all of his shoes have reflective material on them. That's pretty much what I expected. I know another guy who wears a kind of harness bandolier type thing that he just puts on over clothes and then I, I talked about an, a runner that I saw who I assume that's what that was. I mean, it didn't look like it was for warmth. It was more of a vest than anything else. So it was probably for visibility. Couldn't tell at the time because it was daylight when I saw her. He had received the headlamp at one of the events in the summertime that he had had run in participated in and it was sponsored by EverReady. So it kind of makes sense. You buy batteries for your lamp, I suppose. But I'm not going to wait till summer. So I'll see what I can pick up tomorrow that's tight enough. That will give me a lot more peace of mind when traversing this course. Now I know there are other devices that you can use and you might know that as well when you exercise for securely carrying your phone because who can be without their phone these days? And since you already know I'm a really old guy, that's the reason. I actually remember a time when you got your messages when you got home from work. Someone couldn't really call you when you're out exercising. Another thing I did differently today, still feels really cool out here. Uh, I don't have my cap or gloves on, but I did put on 
I have one long sleeve t-shirt and I put that on so I've got a full actually three layers two long sleeve and one short sleeve and uh, two layers on my legs and speaking of clothing yesterday I after the run and I was cooling down hydrating and I noticed my my feet and my the sides of my shins I guess would be the front and the sides calves are the muscles so in, in between I guess shields yeah just mush those words together my shields were hurting and then it dawned on me that I was not wearing extra socks I was wearing my usual thin compression socks so I just I guess you know, habits get into good habits and do the things that work now I found out that I get relief just from putting an extra sign inside the second level of socks they're not really thick or padded or anything they're just dress socks the combination of the two is enough to give me relief from that soreness so another thing that that means is I may not have to get any super cool fancy running socks for a while pretty close to an airport here a twin prop twin prop going over we uh, have a municipal airport nearby it's actually right across the street from where I work so there's a lot of Cessnas and corporate jets and things like that fly in and out of there and now my hands are getting cold and I'm wishing that I brought my gloves pretty good pace right now I'm uh, happy that I've been starting out with good pace after the run, I tend to kind of not be as good about it, but after a while, I think I do kind of pick up the pace. But it's more of a struggle then. Right now, it's just like I'm breaking out of the gates like a racehorse. Still haven't gotten into the, any kind of formal warm up other than half mile of walking. And talking to my running friend, I also mentioned, the guy at work also mentioned that I uh, had a little more trouble in cold weather. And he, he said, yeah, that's, the, that's, that's common. So it probably is something to do with the volume of air. That you can take in. So hopefully I'll be able to do the running all in one go today and at least get half a mile in. 
wouldn't expect to get much more than that. I'm going to have to get used to the cold weather and just understand that environmental conditions will adjust my absolute performance numbers. So what I have to do is look at that relatively winter numbers and fall and spring numbers and who knows what summer numbers will be like. As I said before, I don't really like the heat. And I'm about uh, 50 yards from the one mile point where I will begin my run. There is, that looks like police tape. And so it looks like there's some kind of course. And this is in the park area that has some kind of trails and little bridges that mostly I see used by the uh, cyclers that are, you know, kids that are doing the jumps and things like that. Cyclists and pose, I suppose, is the correct. And so I don't know what that is, but maybe they're setting up for tomorrow, or maybe it happened today, who knows. This is, as I've revealed before, leased by the school system. All right, here we go. Just maybe 10 yards away. Start stretching out a little bit. One mile point and we are underway on the run. As far as downhill. First sun, point at eight. Sun looks good. Coming over the lake, through the trees. Last quarter mile. This is hard. Marina. Intersection. Just a little more. Almost there. Made it. That was really hard. I'm guessing heart rate was pretty high. Can't tell right now. All right. Almost recovered. And that's the thing. Let me finish that run. I'm so spent that I just want to recover. Get back to breathing normally as soon as possible. I think that's it more than anything. I mean, you're working that hard. And I can just reflect this in so many areas of my life. You know, I'm at work and I get an email. customer asking me for something well it's easy to say 
Oh, I just closed the email. Somebody else will take care of it. But when I'm out here on my own, giving up is a personal failure. An achievement, well, I don't know. Maybe I've become jaded, but I don't always feel like celebrating. I think you've heard the excitement in my voice sometimes. And I talked yesterday about a lot of successes, looking at things positively, and I try to do that. Going past the quarter mile point, and I'm going to go ahead and turn around. Tomorrow, hopefully I won't be as concerned about the light or the lack thereof. One of the things about running, and I see it with running especially, not so much with other exercises, is that you get all kinds of mucus flowing. Actually, it may only be just one kind. I really don't know. And I don't really want to look to see. All right, picking up the pace a little bit. It only took me a quarter mile to recover from my run. So sometimes when I have a success, it doesn't give me much relief. I just kind of look around for what's next that's coming at me. The next challenge to my survival or whatever it may be that I ultimately hope for. Maybe that's something I need to work on. Actually, I still can't see the sun. I get out in the middle of the dam. I think therefore I am just now closing the gates of the marina, passing the 0.5 mile marker. That's kind of where I started my second one yesterday. Yeah, what's that? Kind of reminds me of what I was thinking about. I think and hope that I must be getting a better workout on days like today because I'm putting forth more effort. I'm probably doing, spending the same or greater effort, spending the same energy while not taking in as much energy in the form of oxygen. Example of how important oxygen is, is that uh, you know, I remember watching a lot of cyclists back before the fall of, well, you know who I'm talking about. And they talked about how they could go deeper. That's what I'm talking about, going deeper. 
Because with professional athletes like that, it's not a matter of effort. They got that covered. It's not a matter of motivation. They got that covered. They're very competitive and they wouldn't have gotten there. It's about how much oxygen, how much oxygen you can take in and distribute to your muscles that need them, that need it. And that was the problem. I mean, that was the whole purpose of most of the doping that was going on. It's an effort to get more oxygen into your system. I mean, if you could somehow artificially oxygenate your blood, and you can just add, you know, these oxygenators onto your body somehow. That would be it. So they have a measurements of uh, O2 max or something that way, something like that. It's uh, how much oxygen. It's all about oxygen. And I think that works with a lot of things, and that's probably the reason. I mean, you know, circulation delivers oxygen and other nutrients, but uh, it delivers to all parts of your body, the better circulation you have, to some extent, the healthier you are. So there it is. I'm not feeling anything in my feet yet, so maybe the sock thing worked. I am feeling a twinge in my back, but uh, I don't know why I did it, that is. And uh, I'm just gonna kind of just work through it and. And hopefully that'll be the end of it, diet-wise. I uh, met someone for breakfast this morning, so I had uh, waffle and bacon. So I did get a little bit of protein in the morning. And then I had uh, a shake for lunch. So not a bad day, a little more carbohydrates than I probably wanted early in the morning, but it also probably helped me get through the day. Carbohydrates are, of course, supposed to be quick energy. If you don't use it, then it turns to fat. One of the good things about working out in the morning is that you're you know, whatever carbohydrates you had in your system are gone as long as you slept a good amount. So whatever exercise you do, whatever calories you burn come from fat. Somehow it works. I don't mind running on an empty stomach in the morning. And some people go without breakfast completely. I guess you get used to it. And sometimes breakfast is really light. I think it's probably a good idea to, to, even if it's a small breakfast, to get some protein in there. 
egg whites, maybe an egg white. Egg or something. I knew a guy who used to get a, every day for breakfast, he'd get a bowl full of boiled eggs. And then he put, uh, I think he put salsa on it. Every morning. But, I mean, at least those eggs weren't fried, right? I think he actually took the uh, yolks out of them, too. No. No, he didn't. That was somebody I just passed who actually drove their truck out into the park. Right on the trail here. Just picking somebody up. And I think he just drove all the way out there on the trail. It's alright, I guess it's paved, right? As long as there's not a lot of traffic from cars out here. Coming up on the one mile. Time flies when you're podcasting. 0.96 miles. At the marker, of course, it's a nice even round number, 0.96. I haven't seen any signs for whatever it was that the police tape was set up for. And now this is uphill. The place that I came downhill earlier. 37 minutes on the watch timer. There it is, one mile point. So I've now traveled two miles total. Thirty-seven minutes. We want to do some math? Live math, people. Live math. Oh. Actually, the actually the math is pretty easy since it's an even two miles. That's rounded up to thirty-eight minutes. That's one nineteenth of a mile per hour. I think I'm going to try to divide 38 by 120. Yeah, that's just crazy. Or that's 19 minutes per mile. It's a 19 minute mile. That math is pretty easy. 19 minute mile. Partially walking, three quarters walking, one quarter running. I don't think my watch is going to tell me when I'm running unless I manually start a run on the watch. The automatic mode, I think it just assumes I'm walking. But it somehow knows that I'm walking for exercise, so it must be a certain length or length of time that so, but I'm pretty sure it starts before I hit that uh, 1.5 mile marker. 
because of the results that I'm seeing. We'll see what results we have for today. I bought a Christmas tree today. No disco golfers today. Maybe they were banned because of the whatever's causing the tape thing to happen. I don't know. Nobody out here really except for a few runners and walkers and a couple of cyclists. One tricyclist and one of those tricycles that you kind of lay down in. Kind of Kind of takes gra gravity out of the picture, balance out of the picture, but hey, it's exercise. I'm all for it. I've spent days, months, years of them not doing anything close to that kind of exercise, so I really applaud them for doing it. Cisco, he let me know. This is another thing why. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like wearing headphones at work because, you know, a lot of times we try to get each other's attention with our voices, you know, audible. And you can't do that if you have headphones on. So we have these high cubicle walls, most of us, and some of them you can see through, but... And out here, of course, it's a safety issue, you know, and... I understand wanting to have your music going. But in my case, I wouldn't have heard that cyclist coming behind me. They just rang the bell, which is very courteous to do. It's the right thing to do. And I raised my hand. I probably went a quarter mile, last quarter mile. Walk a little further before I start slowing down now because I'm going to walk a little further than the 1.5 mile, mile marker. And it's interesting, the sign for 1.25 miles is it's a little bit offset from the marker in the road. So yeah, I think what you're supposed to do is, I don't think it matters how you do it exactly, but make some audible sound when you're passing someone. I've heard some people say, uh, on your left, or passing, or if it's a bicycle, sometimes it'll just ring a bell. And you, uh, it's really bicycles that you're worried about anyway. It's not really runners unless it's really crowded. And then you're kind of supposed to respond to let them know that you know that you know they're coming, which is good. I mean, if you, you know, if you're stuck at an intersection, for example, if you're going in a crosswalk, you know, it's not marked with a stop sign or anything, but it's a crosswalk, you know. It's good of the car to let you know they see you and to wave for you to come across. Kind of lets you know it's safe. Well, that's the idea. So at that point, just then I raised my hand. I could have said uh, pass or something like that. I've heard that. Said 1.34 miles, I'm going to go ahead and slow down.
I certainly really didn't feel like running another time there. Cole had something to do with that, but man, it was tough. That half mile is tough. And you know, I'm, I'm breathing not nearly as heavy as I was coming out of that run, but still, I've got some cardiopulmonary activity going on right now. And I think, I don't know if you can develop your capacity for that. Kind of makes sense that you could. And almost every other instance, your body is adjusting to what you're trying to do, the energy you're expending, the type of activities that you're involved in. I don't know for sure. I used to have a doctor friend that I hang out with it quite a bit. It's, he was a pediatrician, but you know, he's a doctor. Just worked mostly on smaller versions of ourselves. So I thought about calling him up. He's a walker too. I remember he used to walk like three miles a day or something. A lot of people that are serious walkers walk several miles a day or maybe my podcasting friend as you know good weather he walks six days a week you know otherwise maybe not as much but uh, several miles and you know I mean I am I'm kind of up to 17 and a half miles a week won't be too long before I reach that 100 mile point I haven't really added it up I probably should keep a cumulative total of miles which I can do now because I have a spreadsheet going with all that information in uh, the health app on my phone just really shows me graphs I mean there may be a way to grab that data in a spreadsheet file but I haven't discovered it thus far Lower back is really giving me trouble now. And it's that same old issue, you know, it's not a muscular thing, it's a nerve. Something I did made my back angry. Out of 1.5 miles. Something to be said for, I was, I guess I still am a songwriter. I've written songs recently, but I used to carry a micro cassette recorder with me everywhere I went so if I had an idea I could just sing into it something like that there's just no mistaking whether it's recording or not I mean you have a button that's spring-loaded but with this thing you know my phone has been in my pocket for almost the last hour so I really don't know if it's recording or not it looks like it is that's good We'll have some results today, yeah. You know, positive or negative, but definitely informative. No doubt about it. No question about it. You know, one of the things about talking a lot is that hopefully I learn how to talk better. I know that may not always be the case. In fact, I'm sure it's not. 
But I'm the kind of guy who pays attention to that kind of stuff. And when I'm listening to myself, I'm as critical as I would be of when I hear other people talk. And I'm, unfortunately, I've just got a lot of language pet peeves. I don't know why. So I'm learning to be a better speaker. Now there's a, there's a scene that I like a lot. It's in the uh, Maltese Falcon. Uh, Humphrey Bogart meets, Humphrey Bogart's character, Sam Spade, meets the fat man, so-called, uh, played by Sidney Greenstreet. Uh, this is just an awesome film, really. Uh, if you hadn't seen it, then you definitely should. It's made back in the 40s, I guess. And it goes something like this. It starts with uh, the fat man offering Sam Spade a drink, and, and then he says, you're a closed mouth man? Sam Spade says, no, I like to talk. And then the fat man says, better and better still, because he had said better when he offered him the drink and he took it. I'll tell you right now, I love talking to, I like talking to a man who likes to talk. Those who don't talk are generally not good at it and eventually, well, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I don't really remember exactly what it says, but yeah. I like talking to a man who likes to talk. And basically said that if you are a talker, then you're less likely to say something you don't mean or something inappropriate or something like that. Go watch it for yourselves. Like I said, it's a great movie. You should always, everyone should see it. So we are on the drive home, so I guess I should be talking about how how the run went and how the day went and uh, where we stand. And, uh, it was a vigorous workout. Vigorous workout, and I don't mind telling you that uh, it was very difficult for me, but I did it. And again, it's more of a case of survival at this point than just jubilation. It was really tough. But I, I feel better knowing that it's harder for all runners, at least I think it is, to run in cold weather because it's diff more difficult to breathe. Fairly well dressed and I don't think uh, my you know, feet are gonna give me trouble tonight. I was just about warm enough starting out. Not terribly uncomfortable with the long sleeve undershirt on. So you get more of those and maybe something even a little warmer like a thermal shirt of some kind. So overall, we're all pretty good and I'm looking forward to tomorrow getting my gait analyzed, maybe picking up some shoes, safety gear for the darkness. I hope that you're enjoying this journey as much as I am. And if you're able to get out and start, I know sometimes I listen to podcasts about things that I want to do, and it takes me a while to do them, like starting a podcast. I listened to a lot of podcasts about podcasting before I started doing it. So yeah, get out and do it if you're able to, and uh, until you're ready, we can just take my journey together. I'm going to keep the fever, and I hope you do too. You're listening to the Padua Podcast Network.
padawamedia.com. <laughs>